Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Costello Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to wdev at radiovermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travels. I'll be hanging well, good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Travels with Charlie, your host, Charlie Papillo. Great to be here with you today. I uh, want to remind you, if you have any show ideas, topics, uh, you know, especially the uh, the feature that we do, the Vermont Grown feature, if you know of a business or you are a business that would like to be featured here on Travels with Charlie, the only requirements are you've, you've, you've been in Vermont for multiple years and you are a Vermont business, of course. We love featuring uh, those types. Types of businesses. So just uh, shoot me an email, cpapilloradio at gmail.com. Also, a reminder that uh, past shows are available at uh, wdevradio.com. As you may recall, on the last show, we had a preview of the Champlain Valley Fair with my friend uh, Jeff Bartley, the uh, marketing director. The fair continues through this week. Uh, in fact, tonight, free show with admission at the grandstand. Uh, you don't want to miss this show because I missed it when they were in St. Albans. Jesse Agin's tribute to Queen, an amazing show. I saw lots of video of it. Uh, rave reviews featuring Andre Macera on guitar, Gary Spalding on drums, both of 8084, Trevor Contoys on bass. Trevor's also my my drum instructor. I've been taking uh, drum lessons from Trevor for uh, a little while. His dad, Dave Contoys, is there. I think Ryan Sweezy in the band. Uh, so do not miss the show if you get a chance. Thanks to my sponsors, this show would not happen without uh, the sponsors of Travels with Charlie. Of course, uh, Casella Waste Systems, Casella.com, Zero Sort Recycling, uh, helping to keep it out of the landfill. My good friends at Jolly Convenience Stores, there's over 40 of them in the state. If you're on the road, this is the place to stop for hot coffee or sandwiches and snacks, ice-cold uh, Coca-Cola products. Of course, fuel and, uh, you know, creamies this time of year. If you're on the road, stop in at Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile, and Milne Travel American Express. You want to do some traveling like I do, MilneTravel.com. They've been doing it since 1975. They can help you out. And, of course, Tom Frechette at Catamount North, custom truck caps, 65 Dorset Lane in Williston. On today's program... Shauna Ratner of Braver Angels will be on with me. Shauna's been on before. She's got some details on an event coming up in September. Uh, a group of people that they meet, uh, they have differing opinions while remaining respectful and looking for common ground. Good luck on, with that. Uh, Jeff Weld will also be joining me today from the uh, Casella Waste Systems the, with the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. My first guest today in studio with me host of the YouTube show Generally Irritable with Erica Reddick. And she took that uh, name, obviously, because it travels with Eric. Uh, Erica just didn't uh, didn't fly, I guess. Erica <laughs> Reddick, candidate for U.S. Congress, and so nice to have you in studio with me today. Thank you, Erica. Thank you for having me, Charlie. Happy to be here. So first question, and, and I'm sure you're asked this all the time, why are you running? And, and you know, I ask that in a serious way because when I think about it, you know, you put yourself through a, a lot. Uh, um, you know, people ask all kinds of questions. Uh, you know, they come at you from all directions, and some of it's not friendly. You know, why do this? Well, you know, you know what else isn't friendly? Actual rocket and mortar fire when you're a soldier fighting to defend our freedom fighting to defend uh, democracy, representative republic. So for me, uh, just being called some bad names is a small price to pay to fight for our country. Uh, I personally am really deeply concerned about the direction that our country is going in. Uh, record inflation, record gas prices, uh, an opioid epidemic, uh, you know, an uh, open border. I mean, everything is 
it's, it, it's chaos right now. And so, you know, for me, I'm running because I want to help restore accountability, transparency, and integrity to the federal government. And so I'm happy to go out there and take all the slings and arrows. I'm happy to go out there and have people say nonsense things about me because it, again, it's, it's a small price to pay. And, um, you know, it's also a way for me to honor the members of my family who have all served in the military to fight for our freedom. You know, this is the way I get to continue that mm-hmm. legacy for my family. Erica, you lost a primary race as a Republican <laughs> yes. uh, to a person that criticizes the Republican Party. And I'm not even sure that he is a Republican. He's now not. you're running as a libertarian. So fill us in. Um, did your politics change? Great question. I have been working very deeply with both the Republican and Libertarian parties the last few years. Actually, you know, the parties, but also any liberty-minded organization that is working to educate Vermonters on the things that we're dealing with, uh, solutions to the problems that we're having. You know, I've been just, with my show, Generally Irritable, really trying to uplift those voices and give them a platform to speak and share what really matters to them because we're not hearing about it in, uh, you know, on WCAX and on the normal stations, you know, on the normal, even talk radio all the time. And so, so that's really been my goal is, you know, how do we uplift liberty values, right? So I already had the support of the Libertarian Party. Many members of the party were already volunteering for my campaign. And so when it came time for their nominating convention, we talked about whether or not it made sense for them to nominate me as well. So I received the Libertarian Party nomination. And then uh, Liam Madden is by his own admission, not a Republican. He wants to disrupt the two-party system. And so he you know, seeing a broken and fractured Republican Party gambled that he could that he could take advantage of that and eliminate a competitor. And we know that was what his plan was now, whereas at the beginning he told us, I'm just I'm an independent. And if I don't run in a primary, I just won't be able to, you know, uh, participate in debates and stuff like that. He has accepted the nomination. And so and so so he said he was going to decline the nomination and run as an independent. He accepted it. But and so he accepted it because he discovered that he if he had to also have submitted a independent petition, which he did not do. And even though he says he didn't know, but he talked to Brooke Page, Brooke Page told him he was going to have to submit the petition. So he's saying now I'm keeping the the nomination because otherwise I'd be off the ballot and blah, blah, blah. I'm glad that you've um, you mentioned uh, H. uh, Brooke Page, because I'd like to ask you, what is up with the Republican Party? H. Brooke Page running for multiple offices. He does this almost every cycle. Uh, and, you know, what do we see with the Republican Party here in Vermont? A lot of them are in hiding. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, we're, we're ashamed of letting yes. people know about our politics. Yeah. Uh, and why not? Accused of being racist, white supremacists, homophobes. <laughs> and and most recently by the president of the United States, uh, semi-fascist. We're not completely <laughs> fascist. Is that like the We're ultra semi. MAGA? Can you can you be oh semi fascist? I don't. What exactly is a semi fascist? Does the messaging for the Biden administration <laughs> oh, needs to be fired? <laughs> Let's just start with that. That's, that is dumb. Um, you know, this is and I. You're right. It, it is hard. And when we talk about taking the slings and arrows, I've been called those names. I'm from a multiracial family. Most of my cousins on my dad's side are Mexican. They, all my aunts and uncles married somebody who's Mexican. So, and then my husband's black. And so, okay, I'm a racist. Prove it. You know, but the, but I, well, I, I know black be, people that have been accused well, of being, I, I think Larry oh, Elder, yeah. who was running for governor, was actually They've, accused of oh, being racist. Yeah, you would not believe the nonsense names yeah. that my husband has been called for being a black conservative. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but here's the thing is they, they ruin their own message with how nonsense they are, calling black people names. White liberals calling black people Uncle Tom, 
and you don't realize that you're the one who's a racist saying that this black man is what too dim-witted to understand what you white liberal understand yeah well we've all heard that you know the famous quote uh, from president president biden i believe it was uh, during the uh, his campaign (laughs) with uh uh, was it Charlemagne the God? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. if you don't vote for me, or if you, you can't tell black. me to vote for, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you ain't black. You know what? There's a there's a little rant video on my channel back from when that happened, and I cut together a part of a speech from the Lincoln Douglas debates, yeah, and paired it with Joe Biden and some of the other things that they said, and I was like, this is no different than the racist Democrats. Of, of the days of Lincoln. Yeah. You're literally saying that black people are too dumb to be able to get licenses or IDs for voter ID. Like that is racist. And the fact that Vermonters, Vermont Republicans are too afraid to just stand up and say that is stupid and call people out for saying stupid things. Uh, you know, uh, the problem with Vermont conservatives, Vermonters. This is this is my critique of all of my neighbors. And I was born and raised here. Okay, I grew up in Milton, mm-hmm. graduated BFA St. Albans, got my degree from Champlain. I am a Vermonter. We're really polite. And we don't want to get in arguments with people. And we just go along to get along. And so we just think if we just don't say anything and we just let people go on their merry way and ignore it, it'll be fine. Erica Reddick is my guest this afternoon, libertarian candidate for U.S. Congress. Uh, open phone lines. Erica wants to speak with you, and I'd love to talk with you as well. 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Brian, you're first on Travels with Charlie with Erica Reddick. Good afternoon and welcome Hello. to the show. Well, I will uh, probably go against that. Conservatives are too polite thing. Um uh, you guys, you know, I, I try to be open-minded, try to be accepting. I'm a conservative. I, I guess would be considered ultra-liberal Republican at this point because the national party's gone so far right. Um, but still, I understand the ideals of the Republican Party. Um, when you gave that list about inflation, open borders, that thing, one of the biggest things you forgot was our ex-Republican president attempting a coup d'etat. Um, really, if people died, the whole thing, it, the media keeps saying, oh, well, we got to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. And uh, what you've done to the Republican Party is is not conservative. It's almost unforgivable as far as how far right people have gone. And I don't even know. Like, I think it's strange that people are so blind to it. That is the big trauma in this country. It's Brian, let's let uh, Erica respond to that. Uh, thanks for your call. Erica. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know anybody who isn't troubled by what happened on January 6th. So, and and I'm, so there was a lot there. I'm going to try to parse through how to respond. So I don't know anybody who isn't unhappy about what happened on January 6th. Um, it is not good whenever people feel like they have to resort to political violence to be heard. Uh, and, you know, it is important that we take stock of the things that happen and make sure we hold people accountable for what needs to be, what they need to be accountable for. But the idea that we should forego everything else that is wrong in this country and still just be focused on Donald Trump is incredibly frustrating to me. And uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to make some Trump voters and some Trump supporters really mad uh, when I say this, but like, like the elections cannot be about Donald Trump anymore. Okay. Uh, I thought, I appreciated his presidency. We had the best economy we've ever had in this country. Yeah. The well, the media years. really tries to do that. You know, if you want, and I'm not going to ask you the question because it, no, it's asked it's way too much about, you know, who are, will you support Donald Trump in 2024? 
he's not the nominee. Uh, and, you know, they're also doing the same thing with Joe Biden. Will you support Joe Biden? And I love seeing the dance that most Democrats give when, when they're asked that question. None of them will say that they support the guy. Exactly. Brian, thanks it's, for your call this yeah. afternoon. Travels with Charlie, 244 1777 or 1-877-291-8255. We have lots uh, of important things to talk about. Most specifically, recently, and I still haven't wrapped my head around it, and I don't even know if, if this is a, a yearly event or just a one-time event, the $10,000 student loan forgiveness by the president, which I'm not even sure that he has the right to do this. He uh, he's, he's done it on his own. Is he buying votes? Uh, and if yes. we're going to do that, um, if you've got a mortgage, maybe you'd like a little help with that. How about, a, you know, I'm going to go out and buy an electric car for eighty or $90,000. Maybe you can, you know, forgive the loan on that. Yes, my mortgage identifies as a student loan. <laughs> Um, well, you know, that's interesting. You, you mentioned that, but a lot of people were able to take, you can actually get a lower loan through a home equity than you can through the federal government for a student loan. So there are some people that don't have loans, student loans. They, they rolled it over into a home equity. They're not going to get forgiveness, but should we be giving forgiveness, loan forgiveness? You know, I, this is such a hard question, and I want to just be really frank, okay? I will benefit from this. I will absolutely – I have student loans. I will absolutely benefit from this. But what so many Americans don't understand is all the inflation and all the pain we're feeling right now at the yeah. grocery store is caused by federal spending, right. federal overspending. They're printing money. They're devaluing your savings and your retirement. They're basically making you, giving you a pay cut and taking more of a share of what you earn to be able to pay for stuff like student loan forgiveness. So this, this, it doesn't just disappear. And the income, so a lot of people don't realize this, Charlie. The, the federal government under the Obama administration nationalized the student loan industry. It took over, it took over a segment of our economy so that it could have the revenue, the interest income earned on those student loans. And they use that interest income to pay for things like the Affordable Care Act subsidies. So the same people who are saying, oh, we need to forgive this student debt are the same people who want the Affordable Care Act and all that stuff to stay in place. They're also the same people saying that we should be printing money, devaluing the currency, and doing all and this no other stuff. And no one seems to bring up the fact that the cost of education continues to rise. Uh, and this, you know, many people are saying, okay, loan forgiveness. You know, you, you know what people at universities and colleges are saying right now? <laughs> we got a, we got Raise. a, we got a price hike coming up, a tuition hike coming up. Which every time the federal government subsidizes an industry and picks winners and losers, yeah. that industry no longer has the incentive to innovate, to be efficient, to be uh, competitive in the marketplace because they just have a never-ending unlimited stream of money from your pocket, Charlie. So why would the cost of education go down? There's no reason for it. So we really need a major shift in our educational system where we stop funneling kids into these programs that they that they are taking loans out for, that they have no hope of ever being able to repay. Maybe some of the colleges uh, could help out with some of their massive endowments Absolutely. that they have. Absolutely. If you're Harvard and you have billions of they, dollars in assets, have billions, yeah. you do not need one single – you do not need money out of my pocket. Yeah. You don't need it out of John Smith's pocket down the street either. Get out of here. You people are rich, and you're sending rich kids there. Well, thank goodness we have the Inflation Reduction Act uh, that was just signed into law. <laughs> oh, my God. What an oxymoron. Here, here is, you know, maybe we can ask uh, the listeners today, you, you have a better name for the Inflation Reduction Act. We'd love to hear from you, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Erica Reddick, Libertarian candidate for U.S. Congress, uh, joining me in studio today. What should we be doing to lower the rate of inflation? And let's be honest, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, in my opinion, has, and I think most people's opinion, and yours included, has nothing to do with reducing inflation. I am an accountant, Charlie. I've been doing accounting for most of the last 20-plus years of my life. And what I can tell you is that that is an inflation increase. 
act. <laughs> okay, that was terrible. That was not a good word. Um, uh, but it, it is only going to increase inflation because yeah. anytime you're printing money right. or borrowing money and increasing government spending, you're, you're adding more fuel to the fire. You're basically adding more dollars into a market that already doesn't have enough supply to fill the demand. Okay, so this is what a lot of people don't understand. So we can, we have labor force shortages. Nobody can get anybody to come to work. So we have all these supply chain shortages. So you can't even provide the goods and services that you normally would. And so what happens is you have a limited supply of those goods and services now. The price goes up because it's limited. Right. But now everybody has money and now more people want stuff. Okay, this is very basic economics. Yeah. So we need to rein in government spending. We need to get some people who can do math in Congress this year. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm really pushing for are term limits because you have all of these politicians in there who are beholden to special interest groups and their donors who put all this nonsense pork in all the bills. Yeah. We need to get rid of all of that. Erica Reddick, my guest on Travels with Charlie. We will take a quick break. When we come back, more questions and open phone lines. Love to hear from you. Travels with Charlie right here on WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. I can name that tune. <laughs> Erica, can you name that tune? Yep. Okay, go for it. Uh, oh, wait. Work hard for the money. Yeah. Very good. Donna Summer, thank you, yeah. Kaya. You're welcome. Back to the show. Donna Summer music for you. Uh, my guest today, Erica Reddick, Libertarian candidate for U.S. Congress in studio with me. Open phone lines at 244-1777-1877-291-8255. Very appropriate song, Working Hard for the Money. That's and, right. And it just, we keep working harder and harder <laughs> and uh, the government keeps taking more and more. Yes. But should there be, there's a little bit of relief. I don't know if you're feeling it, but gas prices are coming down from record highs. Yeah. We're still nowhere near where they were two years ago, why is it important for us to be energy independent? And let me ask you this as well. Are electric vehicles the answer? I know you lived in California one time in Los Angeles, and California says uh, by 2035, gas cars can no longer be sold there. <laughs> well, I can tell you after living in Hollywood and being without power for four days because the electric grid failed, uh, they can take that law and repeal it because that is that is a foolish foolish idea uh you know they have shown there are studies out there showing that if everybody converted to an electric car our power grid could not handle it yeah. green mountain power burlington electric are asking people not to charge their ev cars right we saw that recently during a heat wave and and when you think of uh, you know the west coast and los angeles and southern california uh during a heat wave it's like you can't charge your cars tonight not to mention the minerals, the materials used for the batteries and whatnot are mined in countries often that hate us, that don't have human rights laws and things like that. So they're using child slave labor and Uyghur Muslim labor to produce some of that stuff to mine those things. Uh, so we're, that makes us still dependent on foreign countries right. to be able to, to get around. And it's, it's not better than oil and gas. It's not less pollutant. It takes a ton of fossil fuels to, to mine it, to produce them. Then they are just hazardous waste that we can't recycle and put anywhere. And plus we can't even produce enough power to power them. Right. And you know, one of the other things that they don't think about with an electric vehicle is uh, they're not paying any gas tax. Correct. So they're using the roads. And if you have a gas powered vehicle like, like I do and many other people do here, you're paying your tax to keep the roads up. 
Correct. They're not. With Correct. an electric vehicle, they're not paying any. Not only are they not paying gas tax, but they weigh two to three times as much as a normal car. So they're actually creating more damage on the roads as they drive across than a normal combustion engine. So I'm all for solutions that work. What I'm not for is offshoring our pollution, offshoring, uh, you know, bad labor situations and, and, you know, solutions, quote unquote, that are really just as bad as the problem that they're trying to fix. I want to talk about the Green New Deal. You know, if you if you go to Congress, uh, this is an issue that's not going to go away. Yeah. How concerned are you about climate change? I'm concerned that the consumption, that our level of consumption is something that is not sustainable. And I'm not just concerned about carbon emissions. I'm concerned about waste generally. When we find out that you know, we're sending our recycling overseas to China and instead of it actually being recycled, it's being thrown in the ocean or burned. Uh, you know, that doesn't really work. And so what I think would do Western civil civilization, but anyone, any civilization really is to just be really considerate about how much you use. Do you really need a new iPhone every year? Do you really need a new laptop? Well, they come out with year? a new model every six months. I know, and it's very <laughs> tempting. By I, the way, my my iPhone eight still works. Yeah. I haven't bought into this. You need you need the fourteen. This one still works. That is it's fine. I have. And I don't know about you, but every time you switch it, it's like it takes me a half oh a day. God. All your contacts, I can't get this. So, oh man, I lost a password. Half a day. I just, it's I like dread a month it. later. It's I dread nonsense. it. Charlie, so I was bragging as part of my campaign early on about how I still had a Samsung S8. And I was like, ha, ha, yeah. ha. And then it finally stopped taking a charge. Well, so I just had to buy a new one. And it's really annoying. Um, I'd have a Motorola StarTac if they didn't go to, <laughs> go to digital. I loved that phone. It was a little flip phone with an antenna. It was Simple, so cool. basic. Yeah. Yes. It was just cool. Erica Reddick is my guest. Uh, if you have a couple of questions uh, that you want to get in, we're going to break here in just a moment. Jeff Weld's going to be joining me from Casella Waste. 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Before we break, I didn't know this about you, that uh, you are also an author. You know, you've got yes. a YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, your book, Reasons to Trust the Government, and I'm amazed because it's a thick book. There's a – no, wait a minute. <laughs> Aha! You fooled me. Yes. We'll let people buy the book to find out the, the punchline here. <laughs> if this were TV, you'd see um, – there's nothing in here. Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> that was an easy book to it write. It really is. It yeah. really is. You know, honestly, and by the way, it is available on Amazon.com for just nine ninety nine. Reasons to trust the government. It was. It was born out of of frustration with the government. Uh, you know, in 2020. When the lockdown started and, you know, there was all this stuff going on, the government, we were like, wait, why does the government get to say whether or not somebody is essential, that earning a living is essential or yeah. not? Who are these people who are saying that you have to take, you know, experimental drugs and, you know, be, what happened to bodily autonomy and uh, informed consent and all of these things. And I remember I was looking at my husband one day and we were talking about all this crazy stuff that was happening. And I said to him, and, and my husband is black. And I said, Benjamin, all of this conversation about why people shouldn't trust the government, tell me, like, why do any black people trust the government at all? Every bad thing that has been sanctioned against black people is from the government, whether it was the Tuskegee experiments, redlining, slavery. Like this was government oppression of people. How come – how – why – why do black people trust the government? And he was like, I don't know, Erica. I don't know why anybody trusts the government. And I said, I think that we should write a book <laughs> with all the reasons why. <laughs> well, it didn't take long to write it. The uh, <laughs> I, I would like to just touch on gun violence in this country. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Burlington, if we can bring that up. Mm. Um, do we need more laws, more restrictions? As of the, the date of this show, mm -hmm. Burlington has seen 22 shootings already this year. And 
I'm a little surprised because I heard recently, and I forget who it was, to be fair, but some are characterizing it as a mental health crisis. Now, of the 22 shootings that I know of, most of them are, these are gang-related yeah. shootings. Why isn't that being reported? Why isn't it being said? It, they're drug-related, gang-related shootings. Because you're not allowed to say that. Because if you do, it makes you a racist. Because a lot of the people who are involved in these shootings are black. And a lot of them are also not from here, not necessarily even Vermonters. And so, but if you address what is true and what is real and you highlight the problem, people are afraid that it's going to make people think a certain way about people. And, and the reality is, is if we can't tell the truth about what we're dealing with, then we can't fix the problems. And so, uh, you know, I say, you know, I agree that to a certain extent, this is about mental health. This is a mental health crisis. We have so many drug addicts yeah. and so much drug addiction. We saw the highest increase in drug overdose deaths in the country in Vermont this year. And this is a really big reason why I actually started getting involved in politics, Charlie. I celebrated 13 years in recovery this year. And when I moved back to Vermont and I saw that people like Sarah George and Becca Ballant think that the appropriate place for people to be who are committing crimes and are addicted and mentally ill is on the street yeah. uh, where they can continue to harm themselves and continue to harm other people and create more victims of society. I mean, that is just absolutely wrong. No, we do not want to criminalize addiction. We want to deal with it. But you can't just let violent criminals back out on the street if they're assaulting people, shooting people, carjacking. Let's just quickly talk about your opponent, uh, Democrat uh, opponent, uh, Becca Ballant. She says that voting rights, reproductive rights, and even the right to marry are on the line in November. Where does that come from? Where do your comments? That is fear mongering and nonsense. That is, I mean, that is just, uh, what is her evidence for that? I mean, seriously, in Vermont, you can have an abortion up to the point of birth and marrying and gay marriage is legal here. Right. Like, what is she talking – is there a big movement of people trying to ban gay marriage in the country? Because I haven't heard about that. I personally volunteered for Vermont Freedom to Marry. I support gay marriage. I don't think the state gets to discriminate against who wants a marriage license. Well, the media seems to be predicting the winner of this race. Uh, And this is a quote, a direct quote, ballot likely to be Vermont's first female – well, there's more. An openly gay member of Congress. Oh, so we know what a female is now? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlie. I'm sorry. I, I didn't I'm ask sorry. you that question. I didn't ask you that question. I'm sorry. You want to answer it? <laughs> uh, it is a, an adult. Uh, a woman is an adult human female uh, with the correct chromosomes. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, no, but seriously, you know, people do presume that. And I think it's really too bad. And, you know. What we, what I've seen. Is it important that a woman wins? Because a woman can win on either side. I mean, you could win or Becca could win. I, this year I think a woman should win and I think it should be me. <laughs> um, I'm the only candidate on the ballot who's, who has practical real world experience in helping people get through the problems that we're facing. Either I've actually faced it myself and overcome it, like being sober for 13 years, um, and getting, you know, having a chronic illness that I had to get through and learn how to manage that really affected my family. But even my practical accounting experience with yeah. budgeting, and and what my platform is, we don't need another person who is just fear mongering and talking about the things that divide the country rather than the things that unite us and and things that really matter. To Do you find it ironic that uh, the Democratic Party obviously uh, embracing a, a female candidate for the House and yet um, for the Senate? Uh, there seems to be a shoe in there with, you know, just slide Peter Welch in there. Yeah, well, that's kind of the, that's, they know that they can manipulate him and that he'll go along with whatever they say. So why would you want to switch up uh, a horse mid-race? Mm. Love to talk I mean? more with you. We got a break. Yes. Uh, it's been great to talk with you today. Thank uh, you, Charlie. Reasons to Trust the Government. Uh, that's her book. It's available uh, <laughs> online. And check, their, uh, check the preview for everybody. Look at the preview. <laughs> generally Irritable, the YouTube show. Yeah. Is there a, a channel that people can subscribe to? Yeah, so YouTube, face, YouTube and Facebook, we go live Sundays at 7 o'clock, so people can put comments in the chat, ask questions of the guest and whoever's on. Uh, 
so that's the normal live show. But yeah, generally irritable, Facebook, YouTube, all of the socials. All right. And Erica Reddick for U.S. Congress, the website yes. for that, Erica? Reddickforcongress.com. It's R-E-D-I-C for Congress.com. All right. Reddick, white and blue. Yeah. All right. Erica, nice to see you again. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you for joining me here on Travels with Charlie. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Jeff Weld with the Sustainability Spotlight from Casella Waste right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh-made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile. I can sing it, but I'm not sure. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Jeff Weld, the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Put you on the spot, Jeff. Who is this? Oh, come on, you two! Cena hey, Easton. Oh, thank you, thank you. All female. All female bumper music today. Uh, thank you, Kaya. Sheena Easton. I knew the song. I could sing it. It was just one of those ones I go, who is this? I don't, I'm not exactly sure. Well, welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Thank you for joining me today. My next guest is... Uh, my mother for that one. <laughs> Jeff Weld, the Director of Engagement with Casella Waste with our Sustainability Spotlight. And we're going to do a little recycling education today. We're going to start off with the top five tips for household recycling, Jeff, take it away. Yeah, thanks, Charlie. You know, like <clears throat> as we head into fall, um, we start to sh- shift seasons and people start to get back into routine of school and all that. It's always a good idea to, to th- talk about these top five tips. And you know, number one, recycling: keep it empty, keep it clean. Um, you know, take the last sip, enjoy the last bite, rinse it out, and, and toss it in the bin. The other thing. Um, that we see a lot of, you know, keep it loose. You know, you might use a plastic bag in your house to collect it, but when you bring it out to the bin in the garage, uh, dump that bag out, keep the bags out of the recycling. Uh, causes a lot of problems um, in the recycling facilities. People have to go in there and take them out, and it gets dangerous. So yeah. keep it loose. Um, number three, uh, shape matters. You know, if it's, if it's too small, too narrow, things will slip through the cat, uh, cracks and not be recovered. Um, so, you know, don't, don't cut things down too small. Um, and then the, you know, number four and five are two, uh, a couple of, uh, near and dear to my heart. You know, we talk a lot about recycling as, as a, a great thing, but, um, you know, don't forget to reduce and reuse ahead of that. Yeah. Um, we're going back to school shopping. <laughs> my wife and I, uh, quickly getting our kids back to school shopping. Hey, let's reduce. <laughs> Let's see if there's some uh, hand-me-downs we can use. Absolutely, yeah. And then when in doubt, you know, when in doubt, throw it out. There, yeah. There's a lot of things out there that we we really wish were recycling. Uh, maybe someday they will be. Yeah, but, I'm uh, glad you mentioned that, today. Jeff. Because one of the things that I don't understand, you know, milk cartons, you know, the wax uh, milk cartons and juice cartons and things like that. Those are not. Those should not be in the recycle bin. Am I correct? Yeah, that's correct. You know, things like we, we call them flexible pack, uh, flex, flexible pack, plastic, uh, packaging. Yeah. And really what that means is like a milk carton that maybe has paper on the outside is going to have some sort of film on the inside. And that stuff, if to separate it, might be recyclable in certain streams. Yeah. But together in your household trash or in, in your household recycling, that's going to be trash. So, so gotta gotta throw yeah, it out. That's a good common one. Yep. Jeff Weld with uh, Recycling Education this afternoon on the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. As we head into fall, uh, here's something that uh, many people will be asking, I'm sure. You know, leaves and yard debris, where does that, is that trash? Is it recyclable? Uh, what do we do with it? Well, one thing that, that, you know, here in Vermont, I think uh, we do a really nice job of this sort of that backyard composting. These are great 
quite honestly, to keep right in your yard, keep right on your lawn, um, provide a, a great uh, renewable resource uh, fertilizer. But, you know, if you live in a place where you want to keep your yard clean and you want to rake them off or blow them off, you know, don't put them in your trash. We they're not landfill material. Um, check locally. A lot of local uh, composters are looking for, you know, that brown material. They'll even come by and pick it up for mm-hmm. you. Um, consider starting your own compost pile. Um, so, you know, the last thing I think any of us want to see is uh, that those leaves put, put in a plastic bag and then thrown in the trash. Um, there's a lot of other good opportunities to use leaves. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, you, you know, you just you run, use. you know, do my trick. I mean, you, you run your lawnmower over it, and basically if you have a mulching blade, it just they, they mulch into little tiny particles, and they actually feed the lawn. Absolutely. I, I'll tell you what, if you want to, if you want to take a walk through your uh, neighborhood in the, in the spring, the greenest lawns are the ones that uh, do just that, right? Yep. You are correct. Uh, Jeff Weld, Director of Engagement with Casella Waste on the Sustainability Spotlight, Recycling Education. I also noted, uh, Jeff, you just, uh, you mentioned about composting and I know on your Facebook page, the Casella Waste Facebook booking, uh, Facebook page, there is a recent article about composting. If anybody wants to start composting, certainly uh, ways to do it. And a great uh, time to start doing that, too, as the uh, temperatures get a little bit cooler. You know, I know a lot of people are concerned about putting, uh, you know, scraps outside and feeding the bears and things like that. In fact, we did a video on Travels with Charlie with um, one of the members of Casella Waste a couple of years ago. And when actually there was a bear involved in it, but... It was actually my, my executive producer dressed in a bear suit. <laughs> we had a lot of fun doing that one. <laughs> People can find yeah, out more yeah, information, we'll, Jeff, where? Uh, we always encourage people to visit uh, casella.com backslash recycle better. Uh, tons of great information, videos, how-tos, uh, learn how to run that compost pile at your house, you know, learn the best things to do when you're swapping out the closet this fall, you know, moving from summer clothes into fall clothes for the kids. Um, a lot of good opportunities there to, to take them to your local donation or thrift shop. Um, yeah, Casella.com, Recycle Better. Um, it really is sort of the, the one-stop shop for all this great educational material. All right, good stuff. Uh, as always, uh, talking with you, Jeff, and thanks for bailing me out on Name That Tune. We have one more tune coming up uh, with Shanna Ratner from Braver Angels. She'll join me next. Hopefully, I'll get the tune. If not, uh, you're on, Sh- uh, Shanna. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining me here on Travels with Charlie. All right. Appreciate it always, Charlie. All right. Casella.com forward slash recycle better for more information. Hey, I want to tell you now about uh, Catamount North. My good friend uh, Tom Frechette at Catamount North, 65 Dorset Lane in Williston, custom truck caps. These are the guys that do such a great job. If you are a, a carpenter or a plumber or electrician, uh, you need uh, racks for ladders, opening side compartments, tonneau covers, truck caps, commercial caps, even custom builds. Tell them what, what you want and what you need. They'll make it for you. They also have ranger-designed van interiors. This is very interesting with slide-out shelves and more. Catamount North, the truck cap retailer of choice and they always give back to the community that's why i appreciate them so much proud sponsors of toys for kids wounded warrior project and others catamount north custom truck caps 65 dorset lane in williston you can call them at 879-7172 find them on the web at catamountnorthvt.com they're on facebook and instagram you'll find out about thousands of satisfied customers that they have they're open monday through friday from eight to five saturdays from eight to two and closed on sundays catamount north custom truck caps. Travels with Charlie continues with Braver Angels next, right here on WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. 
guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.milnetravel.com. Boy, you you uh, you know I I need corn back I'm in the sorry. seat here because Kaya is just challenging me with the music. Shanna, if you can guess the song, jump in here. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Hi, Charlie. I'm glad to be back. And no, I'm not very good at guessing the song. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's I, men at work. It's a mistake. I've never heard this song. I was told to pick work songs, so wow. I thought Men at Work would be good. Wow. Talk about an obscure tune. <laughs> you're doing a great job, Kaya, because you're challenging me, our listeners, and uh, my guest here on Travels with Charlie. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me here on Travels with Charlie. Uh, my next guest has been on with me before. Her name is Shauna Ratner. She is with Braver Angels, and she's here to talk about an event that's coming up. But first, Shauna, welcome back. Could you tell us uh, what is Braver Angels for people that uh, that missed the uh, the program last time you were on with me? Sure, and Charlie, thanks for having me back. Braver Angels is a group that works at creating uh, civil conversation between people with different political viewpoints. So we are all about trying to uh, address the the tremendous political polarization and political gridlock that is seizing our country right now and uh, and really bringing back the the skills and habits of civil discourse so that we can actually learn to uh, be civil across party lines, discuss our, our differences, have show respect for one another, and find our way to the solutions that we, that we need that will serve us all. Now, this is a, a national organization, am I correct, Roshana? It is a national organization, and uh, listeners can learn more about it by simply Googling Braver Angels, B-R-A-V-E-R-A-N-G-E-L-S. Uh, and we, uh, we formed a local Braver Angels alliance that began back in 2017 here in Franklin County, Vermont. Such a, a unique idea when you think about it. Uh, you, you know, differing opinions. Everybody. It sounds like kind of the uh, the average Thanksgiving dinner. There's always, you know, differing uh, differing opinions at that Thanksgiving table. And you know, at some point, people just realize, you know, don't pay attention uh, to Uncle Joe or Uncle Mike, uh, or or you know, let him sit at that end of the table, and 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 then and then he all somebody says something, and then boom, it just takes off. But as as you point out, this is it's it's all done with uh, re, you know respect. So it's it's a little different. It's very different, and it's actually designed to help folks figure out how they can talk to the relatives that they've been felt cut off from because of differing political views. And so if you know, if you have someone in your life, either a family member or a colleague or uh, a friend that you have felt strained relationships with because of their political views, Braver Angels can help you develop some skills to help broach those divides. Um, in, in civil and respectful ways. So, um, you know, that's really what, what we're all about. And, uh, and so coming up, and the reason I'm so excited to be on today is that we have the first ever, uh, Vermont Braver Angels Live event coming up in Franklin County. And our goal is to bring people in from all over the state of Vermont who'd like to learn more about Braver Angels, would like to meet the diverse group of people who've been involved up here since 2017, and would like to start Braver Angels groups in their own areas in Vermont. We would love to see a Braver Angels alliance, you know, in every county of the state and and even in towns within counties. It would be fabulous. So branching out a little bit, the event is on September 11th. It's going to be in St. Albans. And there's, there's, um, you guys are actually having a dinner, am I correct? That's right. We're having a meal with the event. So it's on Sunday, September 11th from 3.30 to 6.30 at the Greg Brown Lodge in the, at the Hardack Recreation Center, which is right, very easy to find in St. Albans City, 179 Congress Street, St. Albans. And we will be having a meal. We'll be having time for people to learn about Braver Angels National and about what we do up here in Franklin County. And then we'll actually also be offering a mini training. 
So if you're curious about what some of these skills might be that engender more civil conversations, you can come and get a taste of the kind of training that Braver Angels offers as well. So what should people expect? Uh, um, you know, should if you're if you're a conservative, do you wear a red shirt? If you're a liberal or a progressive, do you wear a a blue shirt? Uh, so you sort of set up teams. Is there assigned seating? What's this going to be like? <laughs> <laughs> so you will have an opportunity to identify your as either someone who leans conservative or libertarian, which would be red, uh, progressive or, or uh, liberal, which would be blue, or if you, if you feel like you're somewhere in the middle and some of your views are conservative and some of your views are liberal, you can identify yourself as purple, and you'll have a chance to do oh. that when you write out your name tag. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and, and how often, <laughs> Shanna, do, do you find that you know, when these groups get together and you have uh, you know, opposing sides, that at some point uh, there's this realization that we don't agree on everything, but we actually, there's a lot of common ground that we have. You know, Charlie, that's the excitement of this work, right? It, it, it is work. It's hard for people to feel comfortable listening to and people who have different views than they do, uh, particularly in today's environment. But once we get through some of the discomfort and we're able to really speak honestly with one another and develop some trust with one another, we often find there's common ground in often the most unexpected places. Yeah. Um, that's what we do in our group. Once every quarter we meet, we talk about uh, issues of, of consequence, whether it's you know, immigration or how to reform election laws or whether it's um, gun ownership and, and public safety. We've spoken about many, many different potentially controversial issues in our group. Um, and we've often discovered common ground, and uh, much to our own surprise and, and, and our own delight. Shauna Ratner with Braver Angels. Again, the event is on September 11th in St. Albans. Where can people find out more information about the, the event and about uh, Braver Angels, Shauna? Great. So we do ask people to register for this event, and you can register on Eventbrite. And I will uh, read out the, the address, but I know these are hard to get. So if you can't take down the registration link right now, you may email us at braverangelsfc for Franklin County at gmail.com. So again, that's braverangelsfc at gmail.com, and we will be happy to send you the link. Uh, the link, just in case you can take it down, is www.eventbrite.com slash e slash franklin dash county dash vt dash braver dash angels dash gathering oh boy i'm not going to ask you to repeat that braver angels google it and i'm sure you'll you'll find all the information shauna nice to have you on with me again and i do appreciate uh, you joining me here on travels with charlie have a fun event on September 11th. Thanks for being with me. Thanks, you, and thanks thanks so much for helping us get the word out. My pleasure. And thanks to you, our listeners uh, that are out there and supporting Travels with Charlie. Really appreciate you uh, joining in here on WDEV. Travels with Charlie is sponsored by Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, and Milne Travel American Express. My theme song is written and performed by Billy Bratcher, my executive producer, Brad Ferlin on the board today. Kaya doing such a wonderful job and stumping the band. I'm Charlie Papillo. I'll see you in my travels. Where did the summer go? I'll be back with you on Monday, September 12th, right here on WDEV Travels with Charlie. Have a safe and happy Labor Day.